You're right. It was me. <laughs> there you go. Use it. Oops, I got to turn things up. There you go. And one for that. There it is. From Rochester, New York, home of the garbage plate and nothing else, this is FC3 Monkey Business, your one-stop shop for everything geeky. It is starring Billy Dittori, Tanya Metris, and Chris Frank in stunning Tacticolor. Now your host, Chris Frank. You touch nothing. You touch nothing. You put a lever. I put a lever. Russian parts. American parts. All made, made in, in Taiwan. Taiwan. <laughs> Just listening to him makes me think of our Really surprised when you uh, record uh, when you recorded it, you didn't say the handsome host, uh, um, Chris Rank. My my uh, modesty knows no bounds. Uh. Hey, hey, Tony. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Some, week, some weekends I want to stay in and watch movies. Some I want to get out and be productive. Others I want to start drinking at noon and see what happens. You know, I, I can. Relate this has to been all, that weekend. <laughs> I can relate to every statement in that sentence. College well, boys. wasn't it not the weekend, but like Friday at noon? Oh God, Friday at noon. I could have. Yeah, well, my car died right around two thirty in the afternoon on Friday again, again. Uh, that's nothing. Uh, my brothers put a hole in my uh, in the frame of my car. How did they do that? Uh, they were pl- uh, they were replacing the control alarm because it just broke in half. Uh-huh. So. Uh, I mean, I can't get too mad at them because they were helping me out, so. Well, that's great help. <laughs> that's a great help. But the question is, have you changed a flat tire at 10 o'clock at night in a friend's driveway with everyone else? On Facebook else, Live. On Facebook Live with everyone else watching you, and your donut ends up being fuzzy. <laughs> that's fancy. It was a na- <laughs> it, was, it was a fuzzy donut? It was a fuzzy donut. I think it, I don't think it's ever come out of Sean's car. Okay. So whatever is underneath the carpeting for the trunk. Mm-hmm stuck to the side That's of hilarious. the donut so he put it on his car so um on saturday he went to go have his tire fixed he was like oh i hope they can fix it i hope they can fix it nope because it, it was just too far over on the side sidewall of the, yeah. yeah it just was enough into the sidewall that he had to buy himself a new tire Oof. Oof. but we were we were changing he was changing the tire using our flashlights from our phones the other <laughs> night and then I'm like, Don, why don't you turn your headlights on in your car? Oh, no, yeah. It's actually crazy because um, I helped my dad patch uh, his uh, tire yesterday. Mm-hmm. So, Hi, Billy. Hi, Chris. Billy doesn't <laughs> have that problem. I didn't get hit by a car. That's <laughs> See, I'm I'm putting this into the official record um, on the cast notes for the show. It's it's we have producer, director, and stuntman now. Stuntman. Yeah. Stuntman. Engineer and stuntman. Yeah. Stunted man. St- <laughs> <laughs> no, don't 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 say ni- not nice things about Tony. He's he's working hard over there. No, I'm talking about me. Yeah, I know. I know. I'm not short. I'm fun sized. <laughs> 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 that one came in from left field. <laughs> oh God! So welcome Check, to Monkey please. Business. We missed you. We did, missed you a lot. Did you? I, mean, I did. We are like so kind of like blah. Yeah, today. well, I think There's it's not a lot of energy going it, on. Well, today. here's the thing: is is it's we're hot. experiencing a heat wave here in our lovely hometown of Rochester, New York, the home of of garbage plates and apparently nothing else. Um, you know, it's it's Sweat fest pe- outside. people always say, no, you'll like this when the winter comes. Around. No, I won't. Yes. I want the winter. I prefer the winter. You I, lo- know, I don't mind the heat. It's the humidity. That's it's the humidity is it's yeah. rough because like yesterday it was like something like 92, 93, but the heat index jacked it up into the hundreds. Yeah. Because the humidity. In my and it was terrible. It was I was amazing. in a movie theater. Oh, what you I, see? I, I saw home. yesterday. <gasps> Again? 
No, I, I, oh, for the first time. For the first time. Oh. When did you see we it? saw it before. When, you, when, when did you see it? I saw it yesterday. You saw it yesterday? I saw yesterday, yesterday. Yesterday. <laughs> but what about tomorrow? I don't know. We won't see tomorrow yesterday. Yeah. Anyway. Oh, um, that's a good one. Yeah. And, and, <laughs> I was actually uh, thinking about that. Juno and I stayed in the house. I cleaned most of my first floor of my house and watched Outlander and um, started watching Stranger Things again. I watched, started watching season one again just because I wanted to jump into mm-hmm. season. I haven't seen season two or three yet, so I want to jump in on those. And, and I took an impromptu nap, which is not normal for me. That was kind of neat. Did Juno nap too? I, did what? Did Juno nap also? Juno was napping pretty much all day. If we weren't like out and about in the yard for those brief periods of time that we did, she was like crashed out on the floor in the corner. It's hiding. So she doesn't have favorite spots in the house yet, but she's, I think she's starting to pick a couple is what's happening. She's got a lot of fur, so. She does. It was, not, it was definitely not a puppy-friendly day yesterday, mm-hmm. but she's hanging in there. She's hanging in there, so. She's a fluffy puppy. She, I, I met her for the first time last weekend. Yep. The, absolutely. Uh, she's an absolutely gorgeous dog. She is. She just is psychotic. And she's finding so. her favorite humans. Yes. And they're not me. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> no, because okay. I was at your house last weekend also for the podcasting media uh-huh. meeting. And truly, while you were talking, she was not leaving me alone. No. It was like... And, it's, if, it's and you, if she was sitting on you, she was trying to figure out how she could jump off the couch to get to me. Yes. It's you. It's Juliana. It's um, a couple of other people, too. I, I've noticed she really gloms on, too. And they're all women. So she, you know, girls stick together, right? And and then I'm she tolerates me because I'm the one who brings her the food and the toys. Mm-hmm. So. Actually, she was giving you a lot of signs of, like, respect and, like, alpha status. She, th- she? I think she views you as her alpha. Okay. Um, I'll because, take it. Uh, Except for when she's trying to bite him. Well, there's that. When she was sitting down, her back was always facing you. Okay. Regardless of is that where a thing? she was. Yeah, that's a thing. It's a sign of trust um, where she like, if she sits and her butt's facing towards you, uh-huh. like if she sits next to you and her butt's facing towards you, she trusts you. Got it. I did not know that. So I glow with enlightenment right now. <laughs> <laughs> we learned something new today. That's cool. No, I'll take it. I, I have a friend of mine who, um, she has this huge fenced in yard out in Chai Lai, out by the Chai Lai Wegmans. Uh, and so, and she has two pities. One one is this tall, sleek, athletic one named Ramona, and the other one is this little tank named Etta. Etta, Etta is definitely not the sharpest knife in the drawer, okay? Mm. But she tries really hard. Brightest uh, so, bulb. Yeah. Brightest so, bulb in the drawer. Right. So, um, so I took Juno out there to play with the dogs. And and so Ramona and Juno were flying. I mean, flying. I was surprised at how fast Juno really is. I mean, she is fast we'll have to take you'll have to take her out to my parents house which mm-hmm. they have four acres mm-hmm. just to let her, run, her, run, let her around run around the trees she'll she'll try to herd the trees and she can stop on a dime too by the way because ramona caught up to her at one point and juno just put the brakes on spun 180 and went off in another direction without like <laughs> and, blink of an eye and the pit bull's like what meanwhile etta the tank the tank is going hey guys i want to play too so anyway um so that's enough <laughs> that's, I think that's that's vague and amb- ambiguous enough. Billy, how you doing? I'm doing there? good. I'm glad to see that. That's good. Everything's all right. Even, yeah. Uh, when was when the last time we met? Uh huh. Had my wife become a media sensation yet? She was on the yes. cusp of it because that that whole um, that whole abandoned or the the hoarder house had broke on the news, but I don't think she'd gotten fully involved yet. Yeah, uh, she wound up on the news and uh, becoming 
the darling of Rochester media, hoarder house, 30 cats in there. And she's saving all the cats as she can. And now we have another one in our spare room. It's not going to be ours. Okay. You're fostering it. Fostering it. It needed a place to go. Is it the black one? Yeah, it had a real bad eye eye wound. And it needed a place to stay while it recovered. But, But you want a black one. I already have Bob as my yes. black oh, cat. Bob He's got Bobcat. Okay. Silent Bob is my black cat. And so now we have our five plus this one that's staying in what was like Your my t-shirt room. room. Yeah. <laughs> so I cleared out all my stuff and moved that someplace else. And now the new black kitty that she's named uh, Billy Porter, which <laughs> is a uh, it's a pop culture reference. There's a, a gay black man. That like wears tuxedos, but like dresses to events. If you Google his name, oh yeah, I've seen him. So yeah. uh, Susan named him after him, but I've named him uh, Massive Head Wound Harry after <laughs> the Saturday Night Live sketch. <laughs> God, I can see it too. Who that was? Chris? Not uh, Dana Carvey. Dana Carvey. Yeah. So. Uh, Billy Porter slash massive head wound Harry is oh, I, hanging I like out the, in our the tux meow. with the black ball gown. Yeah. Yes, and uh, in a couple weeks, ho- hopefully that one will wind up somewhere else. I mean, he's a fine cat. He's mm-hmm. a, he's you known just recovering, so he's not fun or anything yet. And he's but uh, in a couple weeks we'll be fostering another cat that my wife has. Um, a, a friend of a friend who's going to be going through some cancer treatments and needed a place for her new kitten while she recovered. So we're going to have lots and lots of cats, even more than I really want. But. Yeah. So I'm feeling overwhelmed by cats now. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. But yeah, I love she'd, them. She'd called in to, um, to City Hall to talk to uh, one of my coworkers. Oh, did she really? Yeah, she was because t- one of my coworkers is okay. one of our like senior team leader kind of guys. Okay. And um, so she had gotten a hold of him, and they were chatting on the phone, and I happened to be walking by mm-hmm. at the moment. And it was... Karma, because at that moment she apparently was telling him, "Oh yeah, you must know Chris Frank. He's mm-hmm. you know he and my husband mm-hmm. has been hanging out." And so I was walking by, and Danny goes, "Chris, Chris, come here. It's your friend mm-hmm. Susan." And I'm like, "My friend Susan," and I couldn't think of it. And then he puts mm-hmm. her on speakerphone. Hi, and I'm like, "Oh my god, I recognize your voice right away." Yeah. And she goes, "I'm the crazy cat lady these days." Yeah. I said, "Yes, honey, it's okay, but we still love you anyway." Yeah. So, so I mean, that house. Uh, I went over there one day with her. Oh, it's and just it's, a bomb strike. Yeah. Were you aware of this house before? Susan no, it's got an, it's an east side property, and I'm okay. a west side inspector, ah, so I don't okay. know a lot about what's going on over there. Mm-hmm. Usually, until somebody talks about it either in an open meeting, which they weren't, or breaks the news, which it did. So yeah. <laughs> it was one of those things. So that's going on. I yeah. have more cats. Right. For now. Oh, right. It's all good. Yeah. So okay, and uh, Tony's over here. So we got Billy, Tony, Tanya, and me. And how about you, Tony? Anything new and exciting right now? Uh, my grandmother just turned eighty. Really? Yeah, she good tur- for her. It was uh, it was Friday. Um, she turned eighty, and uh, we we were commenting because uh, she was she turned eighty, and then we celebrated the fiftieth anniversary of the uh, moon Land. landing. Mm-hmm. And uh, we, uh, I was talking to my dad, and we were like, "Yeah, she was like thirty when uh, when the moon landing happened." <laughs> I yeah. was um, minus one yet. I was almost four. Almost four. It was minus three. My mom was ten, and my dad was six. So, all right. So you were definitely not around for the moon landing. No, I was not. It was uh, like negative twenty something. Yeah. Little far off that one. 
Actually, like negative 30 something. Negative yeah. 30 something? Yeah. Give or take. Give or take. <clears throat> a 10, 15. Um, so we're going to take a quick break because we've run out of stupid things to talk about. And when we come back, we're going to have uh, a quick little update on what's going on in our lives. And then uh, our plan for the day, uh, San Diego Comic-Con has been a big thing this week. Mm-hmm. And as usual, Hall H has been a buzz with all of the latest releases of the big stuff that's happening in the upcoming year. So we're going to have a little chat about what happened in Hall H and around San Diego Comic-Con. Uh, we're going to have a little discussion, our little thoughts about the Marvel Cinematic Universe, some Star Trek stuff. What else do we have coming oh, on? Kid. There's just there was DC so much stuff, DC stuff, teeth stuff. There's yeah. like just a Rick whole bunch of stuff. Rick and Morty, so much stuff that happened, and we're going to talk about as much of it as we can. And a reunion of friends that made me very happy. Oh, I'm looking forward to hearing about a reunion of friends. Yes. Uh, was it those friends? No, I'll not those friends. Okay. You. Different Com- friends. Yeah. Oh. Comedian Jesse Pop going to break talking about the moon landing. Nice. My favorite conspiracy theory is the belief that we didn't land on the moon, that we faked the moon mission, which I like because it's 40 years ago and it still drives them crazy. They're furious. They say, we never landed on the moon. It's a conspiracy. And it goes all the way to the top. <laughs> all right, let's say that, that, that we did fake it. Who cares? <laughs> like, what's the craziest thing that happened? Like, maybe we ticked off the Russians. Maybe Neil Armstrong got laid a few more times. <laughs> Let's face it, come closing time, that moon credit really gets your foot in the door. Uh, in fact, that's the only reason that you could get mad. Like, if Neil Armstrong had sex with your girlfriend, then you could dissect the footage. and be like, honey, look at this. Look at this, the flag moves. He puts the flag on the moon, but it's waving and it's moving, but it, and you can't, there's no stars in the picture. You can't see any stars. You know why? Because you're a whore. Because I go out of town for three days. And you're porking astronauts. You're off the softball team. Got that bit as a softball team. The release date for today's podcast is July 24th. So happy Wednesday, happy July 24th. If today's your birthday, happy birthday. So excited to hear about that. Uh, and if it's not your birthday, well, happy birthday when it comes around. So life is good. Uh, coming up in a couple of days, just a mere couple of days on Saturday, the 27th is a very Busy day Very busy. in the Mighty Monkey Corporation. I'm napping now. From 10 till 6 at the Grease Ridge Center Wall, we are going to have Minicon number 4. Minicon 4, 4, 4, 4. We're going into phase 4 at MCU, so that's kind of neat. Um, <laughs> from ten, from from noon till 4, we're going to have Ring, Ring of Honor Wrestling person, Dalton, Dalton personality Castle. Dalton Castle, uh, native of Greece, New York, and man about town, a master of folk dancing. He'll be there signing autographs, taking pictures, and hanging out with you. Uh, then at 6 o'clock, the party transitions. We are going to be leaving the Grease Ridge Center Mall and heading to our favorite place, the 585 Rockin' Burger Bar over on Pixley. We will then be doing the Cosplay Karaoke Festival. Da, da, da. Sign up if you're interested in singing. There's there's no such thing as a deadline in that one, is there? Just no, you want to give and, a heads up to make sure the DJ has your music. Don't think that you have to be in cosplay. And you don't have to be in cosplay to enjoy. I'm hoping that that's not like 
like turning some people off going oh, i have to be dressed in cosplay nope. no you t- just- there's gonna be cosplay there will be karaoke so it's a cosplay karaoke event they don't necessarily have to be a reese's peanut butter cup of chocolate and peanut butter mixed together so from six till eight there will be singing and laughing and dancing and stuff and I'm pretty sure Chris will be in a Wonder Woman costume. That is pretty surely that's not going to happen. And <laughs> then because mind. he'll be dirty, he's wearing it right now. Yes, <laughs> I am enjoying the skirt. It's very free. I, I understand why oh. women like skirts so much. It's very. I tell you, I'm gonna, I, you know, in my next life, I want to be a Scotsman. Um, <laughs> well, you could just pretend to be a Scotsman. As a Scotsman, I can do that. That's true. I can. Yes, you can. That's the most worst. That's the worst accent ever. Anyway, um, no, not not. It's not a bad accent. It's my act. My version of it's the worst accent ever. Anyway, uh, so from six to eight, there'll be cosplay karaoke. There'll be raffles. There'll be giveaways. There'll be baskets that you can bid on and raffle for. Uh, and specials. Special prizes. Special things. Special raffle events. I mean. Yes, and then after that is done at eight o'clock, we're switching everything over to a band called Wicked. Out of Utica, they are like a full-on hair metal band. They yes. play seventies and eighties music, and they will be partying all the way up. I can't wait! I'm like to midnight. My childhood, or at it least is going to be a years. thing. So from ten a.m. to twelve a.m., you can hang with the monkey. Saturday, July twenty seventh, all day long. Oh, and um, the there is a the cos, uh, cosplay contest at the um, Grease Ridge Minicon mm-hmm. at the mall at four thirty. Four thirty. And then um, any family that has Girl Scouts, that there is the um, comic artist um, badge that's going to be taught at uh, one o'clock, I believe. Anne said it's going to be Something information. Like that. It's um, two dollars. For the materials and stuff to have any Girl Scouts. Or a box or, of cookies. Or a vibe, yeah. To um, get their uh, comic badge. There you comic go. Comic artist badge. I'd rather have cookies. I'd rather I have can, the cookies also. I can also. work on that. I can give you cookies. All right. And then, as usual, Tuesday nights, there are the game nights at the 585 Rockin' Burger Bar. Come join the monkey. Usually from about 6 till about, what, 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock is usually yeah, how long we hang like out. Uh, card games, board games, dice games, game games, and all sorts of cool stuff. So Tuesdays at the 585 are game nights with Mighty Monkey Corporation. July 30th is the adult-themed Bring game the, night. Leave the kids at home because we're yes. playing Cards Against Humanity, most likely. Most likely. Uh, among other things. I have one. Uh, I have, like, Dirty Words is another one. Tanya, Ann, and Laura have talked about playing Spin the Bottle. No. All right. Speaking of games, I'm going to go behind the scenes here for a second. Okay. This this podcast was originally going to be an interview with someone, but that that wound up not happening. Yes. Due to uh, circumstances beyond our control. Correct. So uh, at the last minute, we're trying to figure out what should we talk about. Yes. And something that came into my mind, would it be fun to play a game on the podcast someday? We've talked about that. I think that'd Even be like a... Trivial Pursuit yeah, or trivial Cards pursuit. Against Humanity. I think a, a Cards Against Humanity <laughs> episode is definitely in order. Ladies uh, and gentlemen, step right up, step right up, try your luck. <laughs> so I've got so many of. games in my car, I could just go downstairs. Someday we, we got to play a game on here. I like that idea yeah. very much. I think that's definitely something that will come up very soon. Will all the microphones like reach to a table? This table. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> all, yeah, all the microphones are on a table, yeah. Tanya. So I'm not sure where you're going with it's that a, one. It's a round table. We'll figure oh, it out. It's, it's a round to it. <laughs> anyway, um... Before we go quick break and then get jump into our discussion for the day, I have a riddle for you. If you're going down a river at two miles an hour and your canoe loses a wheel, how much pancake mix would you need to reshingle a roof? 
Purple. Because aliens don't wear hats. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. See, I love that. So we're going to take another quick break. We'll be right oh, back. Okay. Sure. Billy's like we are. Billy's like, oh, okay. okay. Here we go. Uh-oh. <laughs> I love OG music. It makes me feel like I'm getting in something. Trouble? Getting in some trouble. Because, oh, yeah. This is the time. This this is the place. place. This is is FC3's Monkey Monkey Business. Business. Your one-stop shop for everything geeky. And since anything can be geeky, if you love it enough, you never know what you're going to get. Oh, you never lost it. You can call me the bomb. Not sure if it's because I'm sexy or I might go off at any minute. Yeah, I'd say it's the second one. You're so going to die today. Oh, you can so try. (laughs) I'm going to take down Ella. It's nothing new there. Yeah, no. <laughs> poor Scott. <laughs> nothing poor about Scott. Every combat, that poor gnome shows up on the floor. All right. So this week has been San Diego Comic-Con, which is the the granddaddy of all the big festivals for, for nerds. Um, it, it makes them pretty much all pale in comparison. I mean, the only thing I think that can compete with, us, with San Diego would be New York and maybe Toronto Fan Expo. Those are the three granddaddies in, in the north, uh, in the western you know hemisphere. Um, so San Diego has been doing its thing. And as usual, their big one is Hall H. That's where usually all the really big uh, conversations and, and, uh, and presentations go on. So Hall H was a buzz because yesterday, Saturday, was Marvel Day. And Marvel did not fail to deliver. I mean, am I, am I wrong? I mean, I think we all, kinda, we uh, yeah, all had hints yeah. of what's, what, what Phase 4 was going to look like. You know, they had been kind of talking about it little by little. So we had an idea of what was going to happen, but we didn't realize just how far the rabbit hole was going. Uh, so that was kind of neat. Uh, also, and we're going to chat about before the, the end of the discussion is the very first full trailer of the new uh, CBS All Access Star Trek series Picard uh, got released. And there was some really kind of cool twists and turns in that one. I, uh, did you did you guys see that one yet? I didn't I see the know. full... Okay. I, I just you saw, haven't seen the full trailer yet? I've not seen the full trailer. I it's heard just, some former cast members of yes. Next Generation yes. showed up. Yes. There's a lot of new faces. And one from Voyager. Uh, yeah, one from Voyager and, and uh, some old familiar Three faces. Three from Next Generation. There's going to be more from Next Generation. Three actually. that have been announced. Three have been... old Troy, Riker, and Data right. are going to be on board. But you only see Data in the in the trailer. Uh, Marina Sirtis was actually she she let the cat out of the bag and saying okay yeah this is you know I Will, can, Will I, and I are going to be there I, I can say something yeah, yeah I saw I saw that Facebook post this so morning. it's going to be very interesting it looked very exciting it looked like this is going to be kind of interesting to see what happens and there's no hint on what the true plot is yet which is great they're not giving away the story just yet uh, but it looks like the the, the release date's been pushed back from late 2019 to early 2020 so but we'll talk more about that shortly. Uh, let's see. What else did you know? There was some DC news coming on. Did I hear? Yes, yeah, I, I saw animated that animated Harley Quinn. A Harley Quinn animated. Hard R. Hard a hard R animated Harley Quinn movie. Harley Quinn movie. That's gonna be interesting. So basically, like heavy metal, <laughs> twenty nineteen. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, what else did you hear, Billy? I heard that they're gonna be doing an animated version of Red Sun, which is one of my favorite Superman. Oh stories. yeah, yeah. Ooh. I heard about that one. I'm Ooh, that's about interesting. That. What if Kellel landed in the Soviet Union instead of Smallville, USA? Okay, I think I remember hearing about that one. And they actually released uh, Batman Hush um, at San Diego Comic Con. Um, that was uh, it's based off of the uh, graphic novel of the same name. Okay. Um, where Batman goes up against his uh, 
childhood friend uh, Thomas Elliot. Okay. So they they do some twists and turns in it. I saw it. It's really good. So. All right. Let's see what we got here. I got a chart that I'm trying to bring up on my phone. For what? Oh, the Marvel chart. Marvel four. Phase four chart. I've got it. Okay. Do we know which ones these are movies and which ones are TV shows yet? I do. All right. Okay. Do you want the movies or the TV show? Let's talk about the Phase 4 movies first. I know that the first one's Black Widow. Black Widow 2020. Now, from what I'm hearing, this is also going to... Do a be a handoff movie? It almost if it's, it, a pre, it's the prequel. It's a prequel, but they're also introducing a character who, uh, of a young woman who actually becomes Black Widow down the road. Hmm. So I mean, that might be how they're going to preserve having a Black Widow on the Avengers, but it's just not Natalie Romanoff or Natasha, Natasha. Romanoff. Yeah, this will be uh, May first, twenty twenty. May first of twenty twenty. So Black Widow is going to be the first movie out of the gate in in twenty twenty for Marvel, and yep. the first Marvel female led movie. I'm yes, it is. Well, no, because Captain Marvel. Oh, God, yes. Right? But yeah. it's. I think what it is is giving a homage to a character that's probably deserved her own movie mm-hmm. for quite some time now. So, and it's kind of ironic that it's, you know, here here comes some spoilers. If you have not watched Endgame yet, why? It's the biggest movie on the planet now. It's It, it, it overtook, actually just surpassed. It overtook, yeah, it overtook Avatar in the, like, the past Unless, 72 hours. Yeah. Um, but anyway, here's spoiler. You know, they, they killed off Nat. In uh, in Endgame, so now they're going to give her a prequel movie, and then what? You know, is it is it, is it going to be a twist? Is it going? Are they going to bring her back? Are they going to do a handoff? I'm not sure. I, I, I don't know. know. That's weird. So I'm Black Widow is the first film. Um, the second film in mm-hmm. Phase Four, um, the Eternals. That's going to be interesting. Now, for those of you who don't know, I believe, I if I'm not it. mistaken, the the Collector, played by Benicio del Toro, and the the Grandmaster, played by Jeff Goldblum, those were Eternals. Am, am I right or wrong on that one? I'm pretty sure you're right on that. Those those characters were Eternals, so I'm not sure if it's going to build on their stories at all, uh, or in, and you will see other Eternals. So apparently, Angelina Jolie is in that. Angelina movie. Jolie is Fina. Okay. T H E N A. Uh huh. Richard Madden is Akaris. Okay, and Richard Icarus. Madden was in Game of Thrones, if I'm not mistaken. No, or who I don't am I? Th- no. I haven't watched Game of Thrones. Okay. Uh, I see Kamal Nunjani. Yeah, that a, was the kid, that guy who played Rob Stark in the first couple of seasons of Game of Thrones. Okay. I can like picture all of the Kamal uh, Nunjani. You said? Yeah, he's a he's a stand up comic. Uh, he's in Stuber right now. Oh, okay. And he was in yeah. The Big Sick, which is a really good movie. I did see that. That was a really that was indeed a good movie. It's Lauren be in- Ridloff. She is not familiar to me. Selma sorry, Hayek. Though. Selma Hayek is going to be. Wow, talk about MCU is up in the up in the ante at this point. Uh, so the Eternals actually do a lot with like uh, Captain Marvel. So I think uh, okay. they're going to eventually do like a crossover movie someday down the line between them and Captain Marvel. All right. Um, All right. I. I can picture them. It's just been a while since I've read one of their comics. See, yeah, I, I haven't read any. It's a it's a comic I'm completely unfamiliar with. Which means I'll probably like the movie because I won't go in with preconceived notions of yeah. what it should be. Well, I think what they're trying to do is is they're co- they're dipping into the uh, the fringe list of comic books. It worked really well for Guardians. And that's Galaxy. that's where I was going with that thought. So that's mm-hmm. a perfect that's a perfect pickup on that one. Eternals are kind of like. Um, do you remember uh, like um, Blacklight? Uh, not Blacklight. Uh, Black uh, Black Bolt and um, the uh, the Inhumans. The Inhumans. They're kind of like the Inhumans, but in space. Okay. Oh. Girl. And you know there was an old when D and D was back in its second edition. They released what was called Spelljammer. <coughs> 
mm. which was D&D in space. And there was all these little great quotes throughout the Spelljammer handbook. And the one that always stuck with me is, is a gnomish aphorism. Uh, in space, weirder is better. So that's, mm. it's, yeah. So, yeah, definitely. In humans in space, that's definitely going to be odd. That's definitely going to be very odd. And so we'll have some fun with that. Um, Shang-Chi Shang Shang in The Legend of the Ten Rings is the third movie in the, the um, Phase 4. I don't. This is one that I don't know much about at all, Shang-Chi. But if they're going to be making references to Ten Rings, does that mean they're actually going to bring the Mandarin in full steam? Yeah. Uh, and isn't Tony that interesting? Chu-Wai is the Mandarin. And isn't that interesting that they're going to bring the Mandarin after they've killed off Iron Man? Because Mandarin was always, you know, Tony this Stark's nemesis. Nemesis. And they're referring to this one as the real Mandarin. Yes, finally. to the Ben one. Kingsley Mandarin from Iron Man 3. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mandarin was always like, uh, Mandarin was to Iron Man as Joker was to Batman. Seriously. And so they're going to bring in the Mandarin after they've killed off Iron Man. That's weird to me, but I'm going to roll with it. Are they point. going to uh, have um, uh, Rhodey? It, like, it's entirely possible. I mean, Don Cheadle's still on board yeah. for a while to come yet. Um, or are they Gwyneth going to be Paltrow. Gwyneth Paltrow mm -hmm. uh, or are they going to do an MCU twisty where a new Iron Man is going to come to the forefront maybe even Iron Heart Riri Williams mm. pops oh, yeah. to the because they made reference to her in, in an Iron Man 2 or 3 they made reference to her kind of a throwaway line uh, about her, uh, a, a, a servant at, at uh, I can't remember what it was MIT uh, this young girl who was a savant at MIT or something like that. And it was a throwaway line, but for the diehard comic book fans, they were like, oop, radar, up, I hear I hear Riri Williams references. So it should be interesting to see how they do it. I am already kind of scratching my head, but I, as always, I'm the kind of guy who's going to, I don't do the whole, I don't like this cal calculation, so I'm a hard no kind of a thing. I, I'm like, oh, that's going to be interesting. I can't wait to see what they do with it. Uh, what's next after Shang-Chi? Doctor Strange in the multi Multiverse of Madness. We'll see. And then there's the official reference to a multiverse. They mm -hmm. talked about it a little bit in Spider-Man Far From Home, but it turned out to be kind of a, a fake fake out. It was a MacGuffin. It was a hide. MacGuffin. It was a red herring. Yes. As everything turned out to be from the same universe, but it was interesting to hear those references to multiverse. Now, you were saying something else about the Doctor Strange movie that you had read, Tanya? That um, uh, came out, Marvel was revealing that it's um, going to be like um, Marvel's first horror, superhero horror movie. Which is going to be interesting because I don't typically like horror movies. Right. So is it going to be a true dyed-in-the-wool horror movie or is it I'm, just going to be a Marvel slasher fic? I don't know because it's got um, <clears throat> Doctor Strange, Scarlet Witch, mm -hmm. um, there's a Christine Palmer Yeah, that's character. Rachel McAdams. Yep. Wong, of course. Yeah. Carl Mordo. Mordo. Okay. And then played Nightma by Cheadle Ederford. Cheadle, yeah. Yeah. And then a to be confirmed actor is Nightmare. Oh, they're gonna bring Nightmare in. So I don't oh, know. Okay. So maybe that's it's a demonic entity originating from the dream dimension. So I think maybe that's where it's going horror. This should be interesting. I, I'm I'm hoping it's just not just a freaking slasher flick because that would turn me off. But I don't think it's going to be a slasher. I think it's going to be a jump scare fest. Yeah, that's I. I oh, see. great! Yeah. So I'll be Tanya's favorite. Like this Tanya's favorite. All right, what else we got on the movie front? Uh, the last, I think that was number four. The mm -hmm. fifth one is Thor: Love and Thunder, which I'm. I gotta say, I'm excited for. Uh, Taika Wat Watanabe is back. He's going to direct Thor four as as he did mm -hmm. Thor three. 
Now, uh, the big reveal at San Diego Comic-Con was Natalie Portman is coming back as Jane Foster. Foster. And it looks like they're going to do the, the Jane Foster as Thor, Thor. Mm-hmm. track, which is... Which, there was a really good... I have those issues at home, and I read them, and they were really, really good story. Yep. So um, right now, the ones that have been um, <clears throat> cast right now are Chris Hemsworth, mm-hmm. Tessa Thompson, and Natalie Portman. So you're going to have Valkyrie and, and the female Thor in the same scene. That's going to be mm-hmm. interesting. Now, with uh, this Thor coming out before Guardians of the Galaxy 3, does mm-hmm. that eliminate the possibility of as guardians of the galaxy i i wonder if as you know, when thor said as guardians of the galaxy i think he was just doing the throwaway kind of not easter egg line mm-hmm. to the little tip of the hat to the fans i don't know if you're going to see chris hemsworth i was hoping he was going to be part of in, the uh, guardians of the that galaxy would be cool world. now it, it, the chemistry with him and chris pratt was it was funny was the way they bounced good, off yeah. each other wait now you have this whole new thing where you have comedic thor you know, this this is the new, you know, the first couple of movies, he was serious Thor, but then he became kind of like influenced by Tony Stark Thor. And then suddenly now he's like comedy Thor. Yeah. So he's he's done the full gamut there. I think, I, th- I personally think it's more of uh, the more humorous it gets, the more broken inside he is. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, it's it's the, he's hiding what's he's really hiding hurting. all of his like deep down, I'm very, very depressed emotions mm-hmm. with uh, comedy. And that's, now, that's something very common you see in real life. It's interesting to see a character that... Who are you looking at? Yeah. Who, me? It's, it's interesting to see a character who identifies himself as 1,500 years old and just what the last 10 years has done to the guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just to tell us. It's, and it's all Tony Stark's fault. Anyway. Um, no, I can't say that. Well, yes, Isn't it like well, 20 years in the terms of like uh, the Marvel U- Cinematic Universe from like when he first appeared to like um, Endgame? No, I think well, fifteen, I think, because it's ten in real time, and then the extra tacked on five at Endgame. Okay, so we're at fifteen years right now. All right, uh, and, and and truly, that's probably taken a toll on all of them, and mm-hmm. he's like becomes close with everybody, and like that family has splintered. Mm-hmm. It's like he could separate himself, separate himself, separate himself when he's fighting all those battles and stuff as as Thor and things like that, and now. He's been through so much with that group of the Avengers, and they failed. Not to mention the fact that over the course of the, those uh, 15 years, he lost his brother, he mm-hmm. lost his mother, he lost his father. He um, had to kill his sister. His city, his home. The vast majority of his population and people are dead. And I. Um, and uh, in Endgame, he lost his adopted brothers, mm-hmm. and um, it the and uh, he's uh, he's basically broken. <laughs> So it will be interesting to see the climb back to that for that character to see how they play that all out. So, so maybe he's thinking that he's not worthy anymore. Well, that's the whole premise of the Lady Thor. Mm-hmm. With the Jane Foster takes over the mantle, uh, unbeknownst to anybody else. But it, original sin—that was the name of the, the plot line. I knew I was going to remember it eventually. So Just, Thor's a Disney princess. Yes, he is a Disney princess at this point. But here's um, the thing: isn't his hammer not dependent on? Isn't his hammer like? Not cursed by Odin to be like whoever wields this should be worthy of the power of the Thor. Yeah, well, no, the hammer judges. Well, no, this isn't the hammer though. This is the uh, the the Stormbringer. Well, here's the thing: is the hammer still around somewhere, loitering around because he got pulled up from the timeline? No, but it was returned. So you think was it? (laughs) So here comes some MCU hand waving. You know, there's a plot hole, and, and I'm sure they'll they'll figure out a way to explain it. But we'll see. We'll see what happens. Cap could have gone back and got the hammer after Thor used it and whatever, mm-hmm. and, and, and they had a second one. 
You never know. <laughs> there is a multiverse. There's a little. There's some jiggery pokery going on. I'm like 98% certain um, Steve Rogers returned it because he had it at the scene where he went back in time. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, I'm 98% certain that I'm going to have to wait until, let's see here, uh, November 5th, 2021. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's where I'm going to do. Sean, date night. Oh, well. Yeah, November 5th, 2021 is when that one's going to come out. So okay. in between that, in between all of that, there are TV series coming out on the Disney TV streaming service coming out in regards to the phase four. <coughs> and so, these, these are some exciting titles, too. And uh, it's part of the Disney Plus app that's coming out <coughs> yeah. I think later this year. Do we know what a subscription what? price is going to be for that? I heard it was going to be like six ninety nine a month. Six ninety nine. Yeah. And it's, uh, rumors are it's going to it's going to stay that way. Like Disney just wants to corner the market on everything and right. take a loss leader on this to just get everyone away from Netflix and and uh well they make the enough like. money that they can yeah. make a cheap streaming it service it might be 7.99 but it, it's yeah. once they kill cheap, Netflix yeah. and Hulu they'll jack up the price yeah but they, i guess they've uh they've said this is going to be the price for mm-hmm. i'm looking it up right now the future let's see Disney Plus, and I mean, they they have control over, like, not just Marvel. Yeah, seven dollars a month, and will arrive on November twelfth of this year. Yes. Okay. And I wonder if they do the thing where if you sign up early, they'll give you even a bigger break. Sign up for a I don't year. Know, but... The DC app did something like that, uh-huh. and uh, I didn't get it. And I hear that's sort of on a wobbly, wobbly uh, footing at the moment. Yeah, it is. Well, it's Titans been canceled. I remember the no, Swamp Thing's been canceled. Swamp Thing was canceled. Yeah. All the, right. The stunt coordinator for Titans was killed this past That's week. That's the Titans yeah. news I heard. Okay. Yeah. Um, oh, by the way, it's my turn, so I'll I'll be the one to get the subscription for the, the Disney service. <laughs> okay. Because I think you've got the so, last couple. So On anyway. top of all of the Marvel Oh, wait. We still have to go through the rest we of the series. We're still going to go Marvel okay. TV. Yeah. Uh, all right. Yeah. Wait. Yeah. Wait your turn over there. I'm sorry. <laughs> Tony. The gun. T- Tony. Yes. You're fired. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, um, the uh, fall of. Oh, is it Sunday again? <laughs> fall uh, of 2020. Must be, it must be one o'clock. There it is. Falcon and the Winter Soldier. That is going to be a great freaking series. The camaraderie between Sebastian Stan and, and, um, oh my, and, and Anthony Mackie. It's freaking hilarious to see the two of them in action together. I have a feeling that's going to be a lot of fun to watch. Yep. Especially now the Falcon is Captain America. So that's going to be definitely interesting, I think. What are the, what's the next one? WandaVision. And I like how they, I think from what I've heard, it's going to be set kind of in a retro time frame, like the 50s or something like that. And the, the font that WandaVision is written in is very Art Deco. Well, it's set after Endgame. Okay. And it's tying in with Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Is it? Yes. Okay. So it's kind of tying in with that and set after um, Endgame. All right. So So is it going to be like a horror TV series? Well, it's got, um, I'm not sure. It's got Scarlet Witch, it's got Vision, and it's got Monica Rambo. I don't know that character. Hold on. Let me click the character name. Okay. Oh, um, she's uh, the daughter of um, Carol Danvers' friend. Oh, okay. So Lieutenant Trouble, the, the little girl. Yes. Gotcha. Gotcha. 
See, I just assumed without reading anything about this going in mm-hmm. that it was going to be sort of a, I mean, it have to be almost a prequel. Vision's dead. Well, nobody really ever truly stays dead unless your contracts run out. <laughs> so. Yeah. He's got a point. <laughs> it is Marvel described the show as a mega event series for Disney+. Plus. The show will be set after Endgame. So it's not clear how Vision, who was killed in Infinity War, will be revived. But if Tony Stark and friends can bring back half of all life to the universe, Marvel will surely find a way. Abza- uh, absolutely. That according to Polygon.com. Polygon.com. Mm-hmm. Those uh, are some cool folks. They got some good articles The series over there. should be about six hours long. So, <coughs> so six short. episodes probably, give or take. Or maybe seven forty-five minute ones, but I'm, I'm going for six hours mm-hmm. most likely. Marvel said WandaVision will be unlike anything we've ever ever done before and olsen said it's gonna get weird i love so weird, it's a though. horror tv it's series a hor- yeah so <laughs> it's gonna be some psycho tripping uh what's oh, next and, and answer what? my own question i'm sorry yeah uh disney plus 6.99 monthly or 69.99 annually so i think you save a couple months if you buy the oh yeah because uh, you're going to buy in bulk yeah buy in bulk Bl- drop 70 bucks a year and get all the disney stuff which yeah. is basically like seventy-five percent of the entertainment world right yeah. now. Okay, what? Uh, there's two I'm looking forward to. Other than that, Loki mm-hmm. is the next one. Fangirls and fanboys aplenty, fainting and swooning all over God's green earth for that one. And and Tom Hiddleston will be in it. I mean, he's definitely. Oh yeah, yeah. He's, he's yeah. Is he really good looking? Honestly, I this he's, one I he's can't got tell. That, he's got that classy kind of British. Um, he, he's a decent looking fella. Yeah. But he's got that charm to him, you know. He's a, he's an easygoing guy. Uh, he he's that quick wit. So he might just by looking at him, he might be a seven out of ten. But then he starts talking and he starts connecting with people, and it jacks him up to nine and a half, ten right off the bat because he just has that charisma that mm-hmm. people can glom onto quickly. It's easy. It's accessible. He's not superior to people. He just loves to connect with folks. See, it's funny because, like I said yesterday, I saw the movie yesterday, uh-huh. and there's a joke in there about uh, the main character. Not being good looking, uh-huh. but someone says, "Come on, we live in a world where Benedict Cumberbatch is a sex symbol." That's true. <laughs> that is true. That's a thing. Benedict Cumberbunny. Yes. Yeah. His birthday was this week. This was past it? weekend. Yeah. I thought he was immortal. Anyway. Yeah. All right. There's a couple more on the list of hit parade here. Um, the next one is "What If," which is I, which has definitely got my okay. attention. Are you familiar with the "What If" series, Tanya? I love the "What I, If" series. Yeah, I, I read the it, comics it, as a kid. You remember you're talking to somebody that didn't read comics and uh-huh. has not a clue. Well, you have to catch up. I <laughs> go what home. Spider Man was the fifth member of the Fantastic Four. What's who? What if Spider Man was the fifth member of the Fantastic Four? Holy cow! What if uh, what if the the symbiote had taken Spider Man over completely? I think yeah. that was another "What If." Yeah, that was another one. Um, is, is it like similar to like? It's sort like, of like a, like a, like a it's a like Twilight Zone, Twilight but Zone, in the Marvel Black universe Mirror type thing. Yeah, it's I, like an Elseworlds. Well, yeah, because I'm like I see Peggy Carter, Steve Rogers, Howard mm-hmm. Stark, a uh, Killmonger, Bucky Barnes, Thanos, mm-hmm. Hulk, Loki, Nick Fury, Thor. It's, it's basically it's Marvel's way of saying, well, okay, we know how this particular story Dum Dum Duggan happened. <laughs> he was one of the um, one of Captain America's right, guys. Yeah. Um, what, is, Commando, what if Gwen right? Stacy had lived? What yeah. if Iron Man had been a traitor? Right. What if uh, I think it was uh, Nova was three different people? Right. Yondu was back. Mm-hmm. Taser face. See, so what you're seeing there is basically 
Um, Marvel Marvel Studios is now saying we've gotten so established at this point. Now we can really take this first spin and, and what play. What if this happened? Yeah, mm-hmm. now we can just go ahead and play for the fun of it. I mean, I'm looking forward to it. That should be a, it. Just should be a great series. Another a- episode will ask what if Loki had found Milinor instead of Thor. Oh, jeez. Now looking at a list of the issues of the original run, I want to go back and like get a trade of all of these. What if the world knew Daredevil was blind? Uh, what if uh, the Avengers had fought evil in the 50s? Uh-huh. Uh, what if Rick Jones had become the Hulk? Uh-huh. Who's Rick Jones? Um, so <laughs> Okay, I, I think I can get on board with this. I just didn't know what it was. Yeah. No, that's, I think you. I think we're all going to have some fun with that one. And when's that out? Is that summer twenty one or twenty two? Twenty one. Twenty one. Summer of twenty one. It is. Let me see. What if Captain America had been elected president? That was issue number yeah. twenty six. Summer twenty twenty one. I mean, there was a plot line where that was a thing, mm-hmm. if I remember correctly. If somebody and somebody, one of the Secret Service guys got tripped up and called them President Captain Rogers or something mm-hmm. like that, and couldn't figure out what the hell to call him. <laughs> president Captain America Rogers. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and now the last TV series on the slate right now is the one that makes Tanya just go all a pitter patter. Fall of 2021. I can't wait two years. Come on. Hawkeye. Yay. <laughs> it, it's, it's already out. It's called Arrow. There it is. <laughs> there it is. True. Stephen Amell. Jeremy, Jeremy Renner. Renner. I live in Henrietta, so I don't know where that. I, I don't know how that. <laughs> they could come to me. Oh, they go, okay. So you're, you're throwing it out there. You're I'm like throwing it out there. I'm inviting them to my house. I wasn't sure how that fit into the equation. I'm like Jeremy Renner, Stephen Amell. I live in Henrietta. I'm like, I okay. <laughs> so by any chance that someone actually knows someone of something that's six degrees of <laughs> Jeremy Renner or uh, Stephen Amell, that somehow this can get to them. Oh, my God. I live in Henrietta. <laughs> you don't know how to play six degrees. Don't bring that up. Don't, don't, don't do that. But maybe if someone of someone knows a friend of someone that knows them. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I, uh-huh. I can dream. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I mean, you connect into Hollywood with all of the people that you've brought in. So. True. We do. So. So therefore, you are within we're just six about degrees. Now, we're all you within six degrees of just about everybody Michael now. Michael Koski was shown in Endgame. Yes, it was. Apparently, was there was a crowd Endgame. scene. There's a crowd scene, and he's in like one of the first he's, rows of the audience. When um, Tony Stark was talking about his um, uh, invention. Oh, right, right. When he was having that presentation or whatever. And oh, at MIT? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Michael he was Koski not in Endgame. Like, he was not in Endgame. He was in Far From Home. Oh, far from home. Yes, yes, because when they do the the flashback, flashback. to mm-hmm. Tony doing the most the, recent movie I saw, you know the holographic thing, um, he's like, "Hey, there I am in like the second or third row." Yep. Yeah, I have a Hawkeye question. Hawkeye, as someone that's not as Marvel centric as uh-huh. I should be, uh-huh. what's Hawkeye's origin story? We um, don't know. He he's was he's heavily trained. He's he's a heavily trained assassin. Okay. All right. He, so he became a Shield agent, um, but he he he. His vision is only enhanced because the thing they never touched on in the Marvel Cinematic Universe is he's deaf. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. All that's, right. Yeah, that. That's one of his origin stories. The other one is he was in a circus. Okay. Um, as an archer, um, the circus had him doing shady things. Uh, um, eventually he got caught and was offered a plea, and uh, he took the plea, so he became like do a superhero doing stuff. Gotcha. So um, I, I throw this out to the Marvel Universe. Here's an idea free of charge <laughs> just because it'll make me laugh. Have uh, Clint Barton's mentor, whoever trained him to be Hawkeye, 
be Alan Alda. Oh my God! That would be Swordmaster, wasn't it? No, Alan Alda's the actor who played Hawkeye in Mash. And Hawkeye became <laughs> oh, deaf. No, no, no. No, Hawkeye no. wasn't born deaf; he became mm. deaf where he used a sonic arrowhead to stop a villain. I mm-hmm. see. Got it. So maybe that's why he's not deaf in MCU. the MCU movie. Also, he's also technically a mutant because the reason why he can shoot so well is because he has like a precision gene. Oh. Did not know that part. He's at the very peak of human conditioning. I see. He has no superhuman powers. As Which long as you get fairly... Alan Alda in the show, I don't care. Okay, see, that yeah. works. I'm... I, I, That's going to be a good show. Hawkeye though. training Hawkeye. Yeah. I like it. <laughs> oh, man. So there's a lot going on in MCU right now. No sign of that... F- Fallen in. But they're not the only Marvel. Uh, they're not the only Disney property that's doing stuff. Well, tell me, Star Wars uh, just uh, announced that they would be doing a Cassian Andor series. Oh, nice! And uh, as well as uh, something else. Let me uh, pull it up. Uh, San Diego is always at the best stuff. A uh, Benoff and Weiss uh, Star Wars movie uh, directed by uh, Benoff and Weiss. Okay. So, that's the the guys behind Game of Thrones. I believe so. Yeah. Apparently they showed up at the Game of Thrones panel, or they were going to show up at the Game of Thrones panel, but then they canceled the last minute because they knew they were probably going to get roasted. <laughs> Season 8, not getting over it anytime soon. Season 8, a bit disappointed. But anyway, moving on. Um, anything else Marvel-related? Uh, we just got 10 things Marvel-related. Well, I'm just making <laughs> sure that I wasn't missing. Oh, there is one more thing. It wasn't on my list. Mahershala Ali. As Blade. 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 That's in Phase oh, yeah. 5. That's going to be Phase 5? I thought phase, it was the end of... No, really? it's Phase 5. I looked at it. Okay. I just looked at it. But still, that's coming up. Also, there was a throwaway at the end of the panel. Apparently, they were saying, oh, and somewhere along the line in Phase 4, we're going to figure out how to introduce X-Men and the Fantastic Four. Yeah. So, there They're we go. They're planning on bringing in Ryan Reynolds' Deadpool for that. Yeah, so. well, they have to. They have to. You have to. Tell me if there's anybody else on the planet who could play Deadpool better than Ryan Reynolds at this point. I mean, no one offhand, no. No, there's you. I can't even think of that. The person hasn't been born yet, basically. <laughs> I, the mate, he made that his iconic role, and I, he's so perfect for it. There's just no way to think of anybody else playing it. Yeah, because I saw um, Phase Five was Blade. Okay, it was um, uh, Captain Marvel Two, uh-huh. Black Panther Two. Okay. Um. Guardians 3. Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Nice. Okay. We're all Phase 5 stuff. All right. So with Phase 5, we're going to sprinkle some new stuff in, but we're going to go back to the old standards and and re uh, and build up on some story. Continue, yep. And build up. And I'm hearing a rumor that, uh, that T'Challa is going to be stepping down as Black Panther and bringing in his sister Shur- Suri. What are those? What are those? <laughs> Favorite line of the whole damn movie. Anyway, so there's a, there's a lot going on. As usual, Marvel's gonna they're gonna have stories to tell probably for the next freaking twenty years at this point, I think. And it's safe to say that we're not done with Marvel anytime soon. Yeah. So um Jeez. where do you want to go? Do you want to go DC since we're talking about Marvel or do we don't want to talk about Star Trek real quick? Let's go let let's jump to space and then uh, start to start um Space Ghost. Anyway. Um <laughs> gives me a chance to look up space DC stuff. There we go. Ghost. So the the first official trailer of the CBS All Access series Picard has been released, uh, and as we said earlier in this episode, earlier in the, in the podcast, um, you see Data, you see Seven of Nine, who apparently has gone full back into full human native, because uh, she still has the- she still has her 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 brow implants and whatnot. 
But she had long hair instead of it all being... Well, she's had long hair pretty much most of it. Right, but it's always been pulled back in. Right. But she's also acting like a very normal human being rather than a very almost Vulcan-esque kind of rigid drone type of human being. She was, she was, she was comedy relief at times in Voyager because she would be, be thrown deep into the deep end of social situations and not know how to react. Now she seems to be completely acclimated to being a hot blonde. So I'm just saying, it's going to be interesting. Uh, we know that Troy and Riker will be back. We have not seen them. They're not in the trailer, but they've announced that they will be involved. And I know that Jonathan Frakes, who played Riker, uh, has directed a couple of episodes of Picard. Um, we know that the date has been pushed back from 2019 to early 2020. It's going to be on CBS All Access, which I think is worth it. By the way, we're talking about streaming services. There is a ton of stuff that you can watch on the CBS uh, streaming app. And uh, it, I'm, I'm paying that subscription and not minding at all. Um, let's see. So Picard set 20, about 20 years mm-hmm. after Next Generation. Right. About 20 years after uh, Nemesis. Makes sense because we're about 20 years out from Nemesis. Yeah, so it all kind of really fits together with timeline. So it's all centering around a young girl uh, who apparently Picard has gotten, he's figured out who she is, but nobody else has. The viewers are like spitballing and coming up, grasping at straws, trying to figure out the significance of this young woman. Um, but she seemed to be pretty badass. There was a couple of fight scenes in the trailer, and is she that was Dodge. I don't know the character's name yet. Isra Browns plays Dodge, a young woman looking for Picard for answers and help. Okay, so yes, Dodge then. Okay, it's very dodgy. Uh, so the trailer was pretty cool and then you, you, towards the end of it you get to see the captain do the whole pointing at the screen and saying engage thing that was kind of nice there were little yeah, chills there I didn't get to see that I have to go find that trailer now well can we call it up yeah hold on. let's call it up let me go to YouTube we'll go to YouTube because it would be there Picard shows where the franchise is boldly going. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They've made, I got to tell you, um, I know there's a lot of hate for Discovery out there, but I don't understand why, because it's a solid show. Um, there are some bits and pieces but that are questionable, but that's in every Star Trek series. They go, there's some moments that are like, why are we doing this? I'm looking. I think the problem with uh, Discovery, at least in my opinion, is it's still, uh, there are parts where it's still looking for its footing, mm-hmm. um, but. Uh, whereas in most Star Trek series, by the second and a half season, you kind of have uh, you kind of have a general feel for this. Season three always seems to be the magic number yeah. for Star Trek series. Next Generation, Beast Space Nine, even Voyager to a degree. Mm-hmm. Um, I like Voyager. Enterprise and original series obviously didn't really get a fair shake. Neither of them yep. really got a fair shake. But I'm thinking Next Generation and Deep Space Nine exhibit that. Season three yeah. is the turnaround season. With mm-hmm. the original series, uh, season two was the best. By yeah, three. There was some bad episodes happening. Yeah, there were Spock's brain. Well, say no more. <laughs> yeah, uh, here's the trailer for Picard. All right, here we go. Okay, it's flying over fields. Been a stranger to yourself. Tanya's gonna look. Many, it's coming many over. times. Nearly two decades ago, Commander Data sacrificed his life. For me, these past few years, I really tried to belong here. But it never truly felt like home. The trailer I saw was the Amazon you know Prime app. That's Everything why. inside of me says that I'm safe with you. Admiral, I have encountered a woman. She came to me for help. 
If she is who I think she is, she's in serious danger. Sometimes I worry that you have forgotten who you are. We do not. You can't do it alone. You need help. You need protection. You need a crew. Be the captain they remember. She has no idea what she truly is. She's the end of all. She's the destroyer. What are you doing out here, Picard? Saving the galaxy. Engage. <laughs> okay, so yuck. <laughs> I wish I had seen in. that yesterday. Tanya's in. <laughs> Oops. Oh, and then they show data. I can see that, Captain. Yeah, I don't want the game to end. Oh. Chubby data. From the producers of Jody Loves Chachi. <laughs> I really, I got to say this. I, I like what they're doing with Star Trek. I like it. Um, I like Discovery. I'm excited to see Picard. I'm, I'm just, I'm fascinated to see where this is going to go. And I hope this rebuilds, gives, I hope this gives the, the franchise some new life. So that if, if and when it returns to the big screen, to the silver screen, that you see something that is memorable for everybody. You know, um. I liked the JJ movies. There's a shit ton of people who don't, mm -hmm. you know, and I get, and, and most of the complaints I understand because JJ Abrams gave it more of the action adventure blow explodey fests. Mm -hmm. uh, but there was still a lot of facets of what's makes Star Trek great in, in those. That made me, I like, I've, I've been binge watching next generation. Mm -hmm. I've, I've actually got through the whole series. I didn't on its original run. Mm -hmm. And, that was a great series. It was. It was a very solid series. Even episodes a lot of people didn't like, it, <clears throat> I still enjoyed. Like mm -hmm. the worst Star Trek Next Generation episodes are better than a lot of popular TV shows. I will give you that. I will give you that. That's definitely a thing. Um, and you, but you could see when Gene Roddenberry passed away, the whole tenor of the show shifted, and I think that might have actually done it some justice. Because the first season of, of Next Generation was a retread of the original series. Yeah. And and so as it developed and hit that third season stride, mm -hmm. it was off and running at that point. And Deep Space Nine was kind of like just trying to figure out its its place in the world. That's all. Three seasons and they were off and running. A lot of uh, I know a lot of fans like to point to when uh, when Jonathan Frank screwed the beard as uh as when the series started to turn around, yes, and it uh, and I like the terminology "growing the beard" as a term for like instead of jumping the shark, yeah, growing, growing the, beard. the beard. It's the op uh, It's the antithesis of jumping the shark. <laughs> they should have done a mirror mirror version of uh, Next Generation where Riker doesn't have the beard. That would have been interesting. Evil Riker doesn't have a beard. Evil Riker. <laughs> I like that, that idea. That's the one that's at my house. Oh, okay. Evil the evil Riker. Evil Riker. Evil Riker. He just turned house? eleven. He's adorable, but he played Riker as uh, his first Halloween. Huh. He was uh, or second Halloween. Second Halloween. Yep. He was bigger. 
Mm-hmm. Anyway, so there's there's something excited. There's something now, to be excited CBS about. With CBS All Access, they do their shows like week to week. They don't drop the whole series at one time. Or? Correct. Okay. It is week to week. And then you know after the fact, when the whole season's out, then you can go back and right. binge the whole thing. Hence, I just binged NCIS season sixteen and finished it. Gee, wow. Well, I only needed to pick up in like March. I got bored I, yesterday being stuck in the house, and, and and I decided I had I'd gone like five episodes of Outlander, and and a couple of episodes of of uh, Stranger Things. Things. I needed a break, so guess what I watched? Season one, episode one, NCIS. Yay! <laughs> now I saw um, uh, was is it the TV series what Chasing Liberty? Liberties something? Mark Harmon's the president. Oh yeah. Oh, the movie. Was it, is it, isn't that a Mandy Moore movie or something? Is it a, is it a movie, Mandy Moore? But yeah. Was it a movie or a It was a, a movie, TV? not a TV ne- series. It was it a movie. Netflix? I believe so. I'm going to have to go watch it. Mark Harmon Mark plays Harman. the president. Yeah. His birthday is September 2nd. I know it is because people remind me of that every time it's my birthday. Yes. Hey, happy birthday, Mark Harmon. Oh, what about Chris? Never mind him. <laughs> hey, happy birthday, Keanu Reeves. Happy birthday, Selma Hayek. Happy birthday, Jimmy Connors. Um, hi, guys. I'm over here too, please. Oh, yeah. Happy, happy birthday, birthday, Chris. Chris whatever. Frank. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You have your birthday off this year. I do. Labor it's Day Labor weekend. Day. Yep. Labor Day weekend. I'm going golfing. Ooh. So, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to uh, the Star Alone Trek so stuff. nobody can see how bad I am. Yeah, um, yeah me too. I am definitely looking. I'm, I'm liking, like I said, I am liking what they're doing with Star Trek these days. I'm, I'm, and the, the short treks that they came up with to kind of like offer different insights into Star Trek Discovery. There, there's some little vignettes. Little, uh, little palette. Uh, there's little vignettes. They're really yeah. great. So I'm. Um, this is gonna be fun. I'm. I'm liking. I'm looking forward to this. It's I like to call them like palette teasers. Palette teasers. Ooh. Yeah. Well, isn't that saucy? <laughs> uh, what else do we want to talk? I mean, San Diego was rife with they stuff had, to talk uh, about. We jumped over to DC now, right? Yeah. Um, real quick, they did go into they. Um, Adult Swim released some uh, clips from uh, Rick and Morty season four. I'm, okay. I'm looking forward to that. I hear that's brilliant. And I, I have haven't to, gotten I, into it. I've never really got. I've, haven't, I've had a hard time getting into it myself. I want. I'll, maybe I should sit maybe down. Maybe I'm just too old. We'll have a watch party. Maybe you have to have a really high IQ for it. Oh, easy, <laughs> easy <fired>. there. <laughs> and how come I'm you not, like it? Oh! <laughs> 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 there it is. But it. Oh boy. <laughs> oh boy. There, there we go. Okay, moving on. That was a little delayed. All right, so Rick and Morty season four. I should try and I'll sit down and try to watch it again. I'll see what happens. I don't know. Um, it just, it just, I mean, the callbacks on it are freaking wild uh, if you like, once you get into it. Mm-hmm. Um, like, there's a lot of sight gags and sight uh, callbacks that are I think are interesting. I hear the show's genius. I just I've never seen an episode. Well, and it's I... it's not really genius. It's uh that it's uh I, I think the guy's name is Rick Harmon. Yeah. Uh, he he writes most of it drunk. Dan Dan <laughs> Harmon. Dan Harmon. He writes most of it. Ryan drunk. Uh, Ryan Ridley, Dan Gooderman, um, are the writers. Justin Rowland and Dan Harmon are the program creators. Yeah, and most of the a sociopath scientist you know there you go and most of the uh most of like the um episodes are filmed with them they are actually drunk while they are filming that's so. great so may- maybe you were going into it with a different mindset uh, so i should drink heavily yeah and actually, then watch it drink heavily then watch it it might make more sense to you then 
<laughs> I refer back to the meme I said at the top of the, the show. Like <laughs> drink heavily? My favorite moment of San Diego Comic-Con that's come out is a reunion of friends. Tell me more about this reunion of friends. It was... Uh, the trailer for Jane Silent Bob reboot uh, was supposed to drop at his Hall H panel okay. last night, uh, this being Sunday, the whatever date it is, and it was supposed to drop last night, but he dropped it actually uh, a couple days early, and it, show, it showed that Ben Affleck is in uh, Jane Silent Bob reboot. They hadn't... Sp- really spoken in about 10 years i'd heard something about that the two of them that, did they have like a falling out or they something had or? a little bit of a falling out they grew apart when uh ben affleck uh uh married jennifer garner jennifer garner was not a kevin smith fan uh, they worked together on the movie catch and release okay and she didn't like his sort of his potty mouth you uh-huh. know uh childish stuff you mm-hmm. know it's deeper than that but they actually met because of him ben and kevin were friends ben went to visit kevin on the set of catcher and release ben was with j-lo at the time mm-hmm. but wound up falling in love with jennifer garner well jennifer, they, garner, jennifer garner was also in daredevil that's right yeah so and kevin smith was in daredevil yeah and so, so they and jennifer didn't like uh kevin and then over the years no kevin does his evenings with and Q&As, uh-huh. where he tells stories. And it turns out Ben didn't always like some of the stories that Kevin told. Gotcha. So And they just sort of grew apart and stopped chatting and all that. And then this Facebook post came out uh, Friday where Kevin Smith says, my boyfriend's back. <laughs> when the trailer for Jane Silent Bob reboot dropped, uh, folks found out a few of our secrets. One of the biggest being that Ben Affleck is back as Holden McNeil, yep. the co-creator of Blunt Man and Chronic Comic Books and friend of Jane Silent Bob. He's playing a uh, crucial role in Reboot, and his scene is one of the best bits in, the, in cinema I've ever been involved with. Nice. It's absolutely magical and life-affirming, and all the things I really care about post-heart attack. But, uh, so it's probably going to be dick and fart jokes. Yeah, probably. Yeah. But uh, it goes, more importantly, my reunion with a guy who I've missed terribly for nearly a decade only happened because Kevin McCarthy, because of Kevin McCarthy. Kevin interviews Ben for an, uh, his Netflix movie, Triple Frontier, and kicked off by asking Ben, did they call you about Reboot yet? And Ben said no, but he was available. Hmm. So producer Jordan Mansano said, call Ben. I told her that... That's just some nice shit to say at a junket. He wasn't serious. A week later, Jordan, Jason Mewes, and Jennifer, his his uh, wife, mm-hmm. uh, were all pressing me to reach out to Ben, so finally I did. I was scared to be rejected, but I texted him to paraphrase the sad old King Osric and Conan O'Brien, and not uh, Conan O'Brien, Conan the Barbarian. There comes a time when the jewels cease to sparkle, when the gold loses its luster, when the throne room becomes a prison and all that's left is a director's love for the people he used to make pretend with. And after a long beat of wondering how he'd receive this, my estranged friend wrote back as only he could, of course you still liken yourself to a king. Boom. <laughs> he wrote, and then would be a pleasure to see you again, old man. So naturally, weepy me who breaks down emotionally during comic book, flip, comic book flips, flicks uh-huh. was a blubbery mess. Not only did we score an amazing scene for the flick, but I also got my friend back, all because of an entertainment entertainment journalist. Thank you, Kevin McCarthy, uh, for allowing me uh, to make an eight-page sequel to Chasing Amy in the middle of Jane's Silent Bob reboot. Jeez, that's amazing. Okay. 
That's cool. That so is very I'm, cool. I'm, even more than having them in the movie, I'm glad they're friends. I like yeah. when stuff like that happens. Absolutely. The world needs more of that. Seriously. So. That's amazing. That That's made cool. me happy coming. No, out I definitely want. I, I always I wanted to see the movie when it came out in the first place, but now I really want to see it. October fifteenth and seventeenth. All right. Yeah, they're Fandom doing events. The and I'm sure it'll be released wider, but they're mm-hmm. doing the the first night. Mm-hmm. They're doing uh, the first fifty people get like posters and stuff like that. Cool. And uh, uh, filmed Q and A. And the second night, the 17th, it's a double feature of Jane Silent Bob Strike Back and Jane Silent Bob Reboot. Nice. So, And, and, then, and then they are they have announced the Jane Silent Bob Reboot Roadshow. It's going to launch on October 20th, and that'll take Kevin Smith and Jason Mewes to theaters across the states to watch the movie with their fans. And, and right now I'm looking at going to Pittsburgh for that. Is that as close <laughs> as it's getting to us? As close as it's getting to us, yeah. Okay. That New Deanna York City. can get you there in about three hours. Yeah. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> she'll take you there. She'll she'll uh, do some other things in Pittsburgh. But yeah. Yeah. <laughs> cool. So that's that's what made me happy out of San Diego County. That works. That's definitely heavy. That's good. I like that one. So what are uh, the other things? Do we have any other news? Uh, You've been jonesing to get it to DC, I think. Oh yeah, I love DC. I think we talked about it a little bit. Um, there was uh, Young Justice season four, right? Which is great because I actually just got caught up on Young Justice. How was season three? I haven't seen it yet. Um, it's not over yet. Okay. Um, they're up to episode eighteen. I think there's like six more episodes left. Okay. Um, it's so far so good. Um, they've made some interesting decisions. Uh-huh. Um, things give me, that give me one. Don't spoil too much of it, but give me one. Uh. The biggest what the hell maneuver that you've seen so far? Jeez, um, they took off Lobo's thumb. They took off Lobo's thumb. Yep, they took off Lobo's thumb. Okay. <laughs> so Aqualad didn't come out of the closet or something like that. Oh yeah, no, they didn't do that. Anything okay. like that? Um, they, uh, there are. Uh, um, I gave you a very minor spoiler. Okay. Uh, they they definitely do a lot of interesting stuff. Um, they introduced. Uh, like five new characters uh-huh. to the uh, to the Young Justice uh, like from DC Comics. Um, each of them have their own like flaws, and each of them are trying to like figure out what they're doing. Mm-hmm. But um, Beast Boy leads his own team now. Oh wow! So that's pretty cool. Look at that. Yeah, very cool. Um, uh, they also, uh, I think I mentioned the Harley Quinn movie. Uh, yeah, the a rated R. Yeah, and then, animated uh, Harley Quinn movie. Yep, and then, Do we know who's behind that one? Is it going to be Tara Strong or is it going to be Margot Robbie? Uh, let me look that up. Look that up real quick because our researcher just ran off to the bathroom. So uh, we miss you, Tanya. Come back soon. Oh my God, we're like flailing without her. Anyway, um, I feel better now. <laughs> yeah, where are you, Billy? How about you? Anything else that caught your attention on all the SDCC mo- uh, news while Tony's looking that up? It helps if I turn my microphone back on. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm just, I wish I could go. This is the one yeah. place that's like my dream vacation. Yeah, San Diego's but definitely on the But it's crazy list. expensive. Uh-huh. And even more than all the cool nerd stuff going on, <clears throat> it's only 74 degrees there right now. Only? Yeah. See, that's perfect for me. Yeah, that's that's what I mean. It's, that's perfect. It, where it's been a hundred here, yeah. As as we record this, San or Diego weather is just it's San Diego weather has it's, been awesome. It's amazing there, typically fairly regularly. Let's oh, see. interesting. Oh, um, they have Kaylee Cuoco doing uh, Harley Quinn. Really? Yeah, and they have uh, Joker as Ellen Tudyk. Really? Yeah. 
That's going to be interesting. Yeah. Alan Tudyk, Wash, and all of those are great characters that he's played, is going to be the Joker. Uh, they have Diedrich Barber as Batman. Okay. I see it. And uh, Lake Bell Wait, as Diedrich, uh, Poison Ivy. Diedrich uh, Bader. Bader. The uh, guy that did uh, Batman and Brave in the Bold cartoon. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I'm looking for the director. He was the guy who was in the Drew Carey show, wasn't he? Yes. Diedrich Bader? Yeah. Yep. I, know how to, I know exactly who you're thinking about now. All right. And then who was... Who was uh, Lake Bell. Lake Bell. And which character is she playing? Uh, Poison Ivy. Interesting. Very interesting. And my phone just died. And your phone just died. <laughs> so no more information from Tony. Yes. It's all right. It's good a thing I fired you. <laughs> all right. But well, yeah, that's going to be interesting. Yeah. We'll have to keep an eye on that. And as usual, uh, as we learn things, we will definitely bring those to your attention my dear listener it's always good to pass that along and share um how about we take a quick break and when we come back we'll wrap up some business and have our question of the week yay speaking of alone time i'm a big comic book fan and uh my favorite movie is The Dark Knight, and I've been trying to figure out what Christian Bale's Batman voice sounds like to me, besides And I finally got it. He sounds like a drag queen at the end of the night who just doesn't care anymore. <laughs> Come on, Chantel, let's just go to this club a few blocks down the road. These high heels are killing me. That's awesome. That is phenomenal. I think it's really fitting because superheroes sound exactly like drag queens. It's like, hey, what's your name? It's not who I am. It's what I've become. Comedian Mike Lawrence. Nice. That was good. Um, Hey, did you guys see my t-shirt today? I did see it. Oh, nice. Got the official Nerd World News t-shirt. Now oh, they're fancy. on. They're available through Amazon. Cool. All right. My mom bought two. All you, all you have to do is just search Nerd World News. Dan decided to come up with it, and it's it's cool. It's got the, it's Monday, it's 8 o'clock, and if it's Monday at 8 o'clock, it's Nerd World News, a product of the Mighty Monkey Corporation with our Simi logo on it. Uh, multiple sizes, styles, and colors are available. Uh, he's retooling the line for the podcast. We were talking about that the other day. Uh, so he's working on on putting together some stuff for the Monkey Business Podcast. Um, so we'll have that out hopefully within the next couple of weeks. He's got um, the, awesome. the banner logo. He's got the banner logo. We were talking about... Um, Using that and then putting our three pictures underneath it. Yes, and ways to, to how to, to develop Who that too. Who wants something with my picture exactly. on it? I do. Um, I just... just I also the, came up with an mon- idea... Monkey, the Monkey Business one. I also I, came up with the idea of sweatpants with the banner logo down the side. I, you know but sweatpants I, are not I, available like, yet apparently. Yeah. I, soon. As soon as they are, I'm having that, that developed. Because I would love to see like just a pair of comfy sweats with the banner logo right down the leg. That'd you be know what cool. I wish? I wish more people gave out free sweatpants as opposed, or pants in general as opposed to free t-shirts. Because I get a lot of free t-shirts. I don't get any like uh, pants. We, we weren't or... going to talk about the fact that you're sitting there in your underwear well, today. But... You, <laughs> waist size and, and uh, yeah. length is more difficult than yeah. small, large, That's true. extra large. So if you want to support us in the Mighty Monkey and all the things that we do, um, you can always come to our events and, and donate and 
your time and your effort and, and your money, and that'd be great. Uh, we have our Patreon, which is still live. That's about to start going through its uh, regeneration cycle soon. I have some new ideas for that, so you'll be seeing some changes on our Patreon page. You can, if you want to sponsor us, as always, what's the address? Because that I keep forgetting, it's sponsors. Sponsors. At sponsors at fc3roc.org. Uh, so that would be a great way to do that. But you can also go to Amazon and search FC3 and Mighty Monkey and Nerd World News and come up with a variety of T-shirts and sweatshirts and cool things like pop sockets and stuff like that and stickers. So that will all be available through our Amazon uh, and Amazon owns the world. So there you have it. Uh, now, question of the week. Billy Billy. Yes, sir. What, if any, books have you read more than once and why? Uh, a couple immediately came to mind. I've read a bunch more than once, but a couple immediately popped up. Mm-hmm. First, uh, the novel The World According to Garp. Okay, the novel. Not the movie, but the novel version. The novel. Uh, right. John Irving. I originally read it when the movie was going to come out. It was announced... And Robin Williams was going to star in it. Mm-hmm. At the time, I was a huge Robin Williams fan. Who isn't? So right. I was like, well, let me see what this book is. And I loved the book. Mm-hmm. Just lo- I think it's a brilliant piece of literature. And uh, a few years later, we got to pick a... No, actually, it was a, a reading assignment for my English class, my 11th grade English class. Okay. And uh, so I read it again. Rather than fake it because I had already read it, I read it again. There you go. And I've actually read it another time since then because I enjoyed it so much. Nice. And the other book I've read numerous times is Ball Four. Okay. Which is uh, Jim Bouton, the author, just passed away on July 10th. Oh, wow. Okay. He was a former major league pitcher for the Yankees, a couple other teams. He wrote the original baseball tell-all. Oh, really? In 1969, he wrote a diary of his season for the expansion Seattle Pilots. The team was in existence for one year, and then it moved to Milwaukee, became the Milwaukee Brewers. But he was a pitcher for that team for one year, the only year in its existence. Wrote a tell-all, basically about his years with the Yankees, Mm -hmm. his uh, dealings with management, salary, uh, hanging out with the guys, Uh and he became... Uh, sort of a pariah in the baseball world for it, even though it's much more, if, if you look it up, it's considered a classic now. It's, but back at the time, it was, why are you airing out all this dirty laundry? Exactly, but gotcha. it's funny. It's really, really funny, mm-hmm. really, really smart, and gives you a really inside look at baseball. And one thing, if you go back, it'll sound ridiculous, where the player's minimum salary is like $12,000 oh, a year. Geez. It, you know, and him wanting to get a raise, asking for another thousand dollars after winning twenty-one games, and <laughs> them fighting him on it. That's type amazing. of thing, and it's one of my favorite books. I still read it every couple of years during baseball season. And now okay. that he passed away, I'm due. And he was also the co-founder of Big League Chew. Oh, was he really the, the bubble gum? The bubble gum that shredded in the pouches like tobacco. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he was the founder of Big League Chew, Jim Bouton. So rest All in right. peace, Mr. Bouton. Absolutely. Now let me ask you real quick before I go on to, uh, to Tony over here, mm-hmm. which means you're on deck there, Sunshine. See, oh, that was a baseball reference. Um, <laughs> do you need to have like a really good knowledge of baseball to appreciate that book? A little bit. Well, let's have like, a little bit of a working I, knowledge. I, I recommended it to Susan when she first started watching it, or uh-huh. yeah, watching baseball, mm-hmm. and. 
She didn't get that far into it, but after watching baseball for a couple of years, she went back to it and wound up loving it. Okay, so so a little just bit, just of... a little bit, but you don't need to know much. It's more There's of a no story in baseball. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that movie. It, it, it's more of a story of a guy's life. Okay, and and hanging out with your friends. And gotcha. Stuff like that. Good stuff. So, Anthony, I got two as well. Two. Uh, I've got um, Dirk Gentley's Holistic Detag- Detective Agency. Love that freaking book. It's a good book. It is a great book. Yeah. And, and then its sequel is The Long Dark Tea Time of the Soul. Yeah, I actually haven't read that. I, I did, but so long ago, I really don't remember it all yeah. that well, I'll be honest. But uh, but yeah, I, I loved uh, I First time I read it was for school. Second time, um, I recommended it to a friend, and uh-huh. he was like, yeah, I, I need someone to help me through this, uh, so you mind reading along with me? <laughs> nice. I was like, um, it's a pleasure, sure. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and the second one is uh, Ayn Rand's Atlas Shrugged. Do you, now, this book seems to be always kind of at the center of political discussions these oh, yeah. days, too. So what is it about this book that draws your attention? Um, honestly, for me, it's uh, the uh, context of like the, how the different people react in the book to mm-hmm. each other. Mm-hmm. Um. Ayn Rand does a very nice job of like setting up like monoliths of people mm-hmm. um, that are like this person is the center support beam for their entire family structure, mm-hmm. but the entire family structure hates him. Interesting. So, so uh, but if that guy gives out, the whole family's screwed. But they all despise exactly. him anyway. Yeah, that's wild. Did they despise him because he's so important, or um, is it just because he's me, an asshole? The way I interpret it is uh-huh. uh, the family is just so accustomed to him providing for them uh-huh. that they take him for granted. You know how that feels. I've, I've been in that position. I think a lot of people have been in that position over the years. But yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. So two good books. Well, I've never read Atlas Shrugged. So at least one good book. And then <laughs> another one that's quite popular and, and well-discussed. I mean, we got, we'll go with that. All right, Tanya Fabulous. How about you over there? Um, the one that I can pick up and reread is called The Deeds of Paxenarian. Okay. It's um Elizabeth Moon. It follows um uh sheep herders. Is it a, uh, one of your trashy romance novels? No, actually, okay. it's a um Just checking sci-fi. It's a uh, fantasy. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry, so are those trashy romance novels. <laughs> I'm, I'm getting flipped off now. Sorry. Uh, no, this is this is set like um D and D. Okay. Fantasy mm-hmm. type thing. Um, she's a um sheep farmer's daughter mm-hmm. that doesn't want to get married to that doesn't want to be married off to the boy next door so to speak mm-hmm. so she runs away and joins um the um army mm-hmm. and um come and becomes friends with a couple people in there and she um becomes destined to be a paladin of gerd mm-hmm. which is the um god of the world and uh, spends time with the um Duke Phelan's um, company, mm-hmm. and that's the um, mi- the army that he mercenaries that he runs, and just goes through all like the trials and tribulations of her growing up and um, starting to believe in a higher power and um, and wanting to do good. Like they battle like Loth, mm-hmm. um, that like the the Spider Queen and all that kind of stuff. So it's one that I can pick up several times. Sean's read it. Randy's mm-hmm. read it. Um, uh, Andy's friend that was over last week. Oh, Kay. Kay. Yeah. She's read the series. She's okay. like, oh yeah, that's one that I pick up every so often. Mm-hmm. And she's like, there's got, there's like about four more books um, about Duke Phelan in, um, and Pax shows up every so often. Hi, Kay. Anyway. So yeah, that, that's a series that I uh, pick up quite often. Nice. Very cool. Well, I have two, and then I have a couple of honorable mentions. 
top on my list, a book that I have read, I want to think somewhere in the vicinity of eight times over the past 40 years. 40? No, 35. The- 35 years. Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Love that one. Oh, my God. I just I remember the first time I read it and all of the one-liners and the little situations and just laughing and laughing and laughing at my ass off. I still haven't off. read it. Oh, it's just a fantastic <laughs> so book. So long and thanks for all the fish. Mm-hmm. Yep, the last of the trilogy of five it's books. Funny. Once Tony brought up uh, Dirk Gently. Uh-huh. Gently? Gently? Dirk Gently. Dirk Gently. I... I I immediately thought, oh, that's right, Hitchhiker's Guide. I've read that more than mm-hmm. once, but <laughs> I figured you had read that one more than once also. Oh, yeah, it's got to be easy eight I or nine times I've read once. that book. It, let me guess. I'm going to guess Tanya may not care for it. It's very Monty Python-esque. Oh, it is there Brit- you go. It is British humor. It <laughs> is British, British humor, humor at its oh, basest. <laughs> yeah. Chuck, please. <laughs> the, it's, it's not as absurd as Monty Python is, it, it there there is a balancing act to it. There are some really weird things that happen because remember what I said earlier in the episode: in space, weirder is better. All right. So, th- but but it's it's definitely British humor, and and I think that's one of the reasons why I fell in love with it so much. Who doesn't love Marvin the uh, Marvin the paranoid android? android yeah, or the depressed android. Um, the other book is uh, again Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, the beginning of a series of books. This book I'm about to mention is also the beginning of a series of books, uh, Nine Princes of Amber, The Chronicles of Amber by Roger Zelazny. Uh, and if, if it's obscure, if nobody else is picking up on that, the, the premise is, is the, the hero is Corwin uh, of the House of Amber. And it blends, the series blends, it's, it's a whole big family dynamic, uh, you know, family civil war. There's this good and evil going on, and you're not sure exactly if the good guys are bad or the bad guys are good or whatever the case may be. Uh, and there's a blend between modern technology and fantasy swords and sorcery. Uh, and it, he comes from this family that has this long ancient history uh, where they're all centered around Amber. And Amber is the true reality and everything else is an echo and a shadow off of it. And it's how they balance out and who, vying for power and, you know, kings and queens. There's a whole lot going on. It's it's hard to to really kind of give it justice. But The Chronicles of Amber by Roger Zelazny. I could read that book over and over and over again. It's amazing. Um, in that bent, uh, my two honorable mentions are um, Danny the Champion of the World by Roald Dahl, uh, a book that was written for kids. And I remember my dad reading it to me when I was little and loving it. I've read it a couple of times on my own for the fun of it. And then the big joy that I had when my kids were small, I read it to them. Uh, and it's a, it's a bond. It's a story about a bond between a father and a son. And it's just just a simple pleasure in life. And it, again, it's British, but it in British sensibilities. But it's just such a great and endearing story. And I, I will read that book again and again. I'm sure. And when I have grandkids, I'll read it to them. I'm sure of it. So it's one of those things. Um, and then another uh, honorable mention: uh, Dragons of Autumn Twilight from the Dragonland Saga. And that's just for me. It's just pure D and D joy there so those are my favorites a, a couple honorable mentions that popped into my head as you were speaking mm-hmm. first uh raul dahl uh, yeah. charlie and the chocolate factory a great book a lot of fun i've read that so many times and, and, and charlie and the great glass name, elevator see i i tried reading the second one and i haven't gotten through it it was a little weird it is weird it is it's it's definitely a bigger flight of fancy but but it was a fun sequel nonetheless But the elevator can go sideways mm-hmm. it can go up it can go down it can goes go into in space diagonal. yeah once it goes into space and wait look at that yankee on TV just fumbling the baseball and creating an error and not really playing baseball very well because, you know, Yankees aren't all that amazing. But anyway, carrying on. And uh, The Stand by Stephen King. Oh, The Stand is a good book. 
love that. I don't know if I'll, I could read it again, though. That was really, you got to dig in. It's an easy read, mm-hmm. but it's just, it's Stephen King. It's, yeah. <laughs> Speaking of Stephen King, my, I'm currently looking for a car. My uh, brother sent me it. <laughs> How does that, where does that work? <laughs> no, no, no. Hey, it comes hey, back. Get in there. It comes back. Okay. So I'm currently looking for a car, and my brother sends me a 59 uh, Plymouth Fury. Nice. In the right color. Christine. In the, like, red color that Christine is in. <laughs> Perfect. Nice. <laughs> Perfect. So how's that for an episode? Everybody got any, any, any an last episode. licks? That's a good episode That's right there. Episode. So let's go ahead that and crank up that, that damn music. There it is. <laughs> and this has you been... You love that music. I don't. And, do. and no, consistently three years I've hated that music. This is Mighty Monkey Business, uh, the product of the Mighty Monkey Corporation, pur- purveyors and producers of the Flower City Comic Con, coming at you uh, this Saturday, 27th of July at the Grease Ridge Center Mall. Minicon. Minicon. Number four. And come join us after that for cosplay karaoke. Follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram. Follow us wherever we go, and we will do what? We will lead you to where the entertainment is. We'll see ya. Vroom, vroom.